1: Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 219, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, today we're going to be talking to Jeanette Hanscom, and I'm so excited she's with me. But before I introduce her, I want to thank Home Instead Senior Care for providing trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you, and your family's needs. So, Jeanette Haskin, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Listen, I am so excited. I love the podcast we did about your life story. You had so many great things to share about when you're suddenly single. Jeanette, I'm want i not going to waste a lot of time on her bio, which I could do, but you can find all that on the episode, and I think I'm going to call that one Suddenly Single Mom, which is the name of her book. One of my favorite books to give friends when they're looking at divorce is written by this dear lady that's on the show today, Jeanette. And she has a website, Jeanette Hanscom, H-A-N-S-C-O-M-E dot com. And I really want you to go there and check it out. And by the way, she writes a great blog. So if you're a writer and you want some encouragement, not only does she talk about family issues and so forth, but she also give you a little encouragement as a fellow writer. Jeanette, that reminds me, I had Janet McHenry on the show not long ago. And what she said relates so well to what we're going to be talking about. I when it comes <laughs> I I knew I know a mutual friend i I do too, I love her to pieces, like I want to be her new best friend, um, but she was oh, so good on the show. I really encourage you to listen to those podcasts. one of them I think we t- entitled some, she said this on the show, I asked her about how condemnation in the church really is the thing that divides and splits us up, and she said, her aunt now we're talking about prayer, okay, and her mm-hmm. answer was. I, when I ask her, what can we do? She says, forgive relentlessly.
2: Yes.
1: Isn't that a great book? I told her, I said, that's a book title. Don't forget to write that one because I want to buy it. Okay, so fellow author, wonderful woman. And so don't miss her podcast if you haven't heard him. I just want my listening friends to know those are out there by Janet Janet McHenry. And you can find those on Kathy Craffy, K-R-A, F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in uh, edward.com okay so I'm going to start with a quote from your book that I loved uh, Jeanette and I think this really captures sort of what I think is so courageous and beautiful about the way you have overcome this obstacle of divorce with so much inspiration and and courage and just you just inspire everybody that knows you so here's the quote it's from page forty five. They needed to see, she's talking about her, her children, and Jeanette writes this. They needed to see that I'd loved their dad enough to cry when our marriage fell apart and that it hurt to be on our own, No, we would lose the house, and rely on others for survival. So, I mean, I love that quote so much because it pretty much encapsulates the great pain and agony that went with the situation that you were in. So, talk to me a little bit about how your church family set this beautiful example to just support someone who's going through a crisis.
2: Yeah, they were they were amazing from the beginning. I, um, as I shared in the previous segment, I was so afraid of you know being ostracized and and I, and I remembered a day when. I was standing in the back of the church, at the back of the sanctuary, with two friends who were also going through divorces and realized, wow, at another time, we would have been one another's only friends. Wow. But we had this support system that I had, a, and, and even as one who can't drive, I immediately had a list of people who I could call. I remember sitting in a Bible study the day after my husband moved out supposedly, was supposed to be temporary at the time. And, and I let them know, you know, he, he moved out and I let them know a little bit about what was going on. And as I was sharing and crying, one, the woman beside me reached over and took my hand and, and they were passing around a pad of paper. And by the time it got to me, it was full of phone numbers. All of them had written oh. their phone numbers down. Mm-hmm. As, you know, if you need anything, give me a call. If you need a ride, give me a call. And 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 around that same time, another one of my friends from church called and said, I want you to um, create a list a list of, of people that um, you are comfortable with me telling a a little about your situation, not, you know, all they're going to know is you're on your own now, and that you're comfortable having, you know, me create a list and calling them so that these can be people that you can call if you maybe need to go to the the doctor or go to the grocery store. And, and, um, and And she helped me come up with names of women who are mature, who would not need to know all the details, Mm. And would just help no questions asked. And, and some of those people are still, I mean, they will always be considered my members of my family because I would not have survived without them. And they, and I think the, the best, um, the most beautiful part of it was when people were willing to help without knowing the details.
1: Yes, and
2: they did and yes. especially when they knew he was gone for good, that he was not coming back, that he'd left town, and that that they were willing to support without knowing the dirt and and also to support me emotionally, mm-hmm. to be the person who sat beside me and you know put her arm around me when I started falling apart during choir practice and and um or just were willing to um take my kids. I take my son off, you know, for the afternoon after church or, or, um, call and ask, I'm going to the store. Um, do you need anything? Mm. And, you know, calling and with specific offers. Cause, you know, we, it's so easy to say, hey, if you need anything, give me a call. But right. we don't always know what we need. Oh, and yeah. So I, what we, what a person who's going through a crisis needs is a little bit of, is a suggestion. You know, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you need milk, cereal, bread? They start listing things until yeah. I "Oh yes, I do need that."
1: That is really a good point. I'm sitting here writing it down on my notes to be sure and pull that out for the blog because that's so true. When you're having a crisis, I know when my mother died, I I, I was in a fog for a month. I like, I don't, I don't even remember that month at all.
2: No, it our just, brains don't work during during that time, and, and yeah. I was really unprepared for that. I, for how it would exhaust me mentally and I, it was, God was kind in sending me some people who reminded me that that was normal. They said, oh, you don't have room in your brain for anything else. That's actually why I kept the chapters in my book short.
1: I love that. Because I I
2: remembered how, you know, how quickly my mental energy would be zapped.
1: Well, you know, that's one of the first things I saw you, I said to you after I read the book, I was like, this book is perfect because the chapters are so short that people could read it and get what they need and then think about it for a while or read it over each day for a week. Mm -hmm. You know, there's 52 chapters and I love that because that means you have a whole week to process a little tiny bit of hope.
2: Yeah, if all you have is Sunday afternoon to read your, to read your Bible. I mean, we, we, single moms don't always have time every day for, for a quiet time. We want to have that time and we really need that time with God more than anything, but our lives are twice as full as they were before and, and we're going through divorce, you know, not only going through a divorce, but also going through a legal process. And, oh, and I think that's what's goodness. important for people to remember, too, is we're not just going through a loss of our marriage. We're also going through a really exhausting, daunting, intimidating process that we don't have any control over.
1: I mean, just, so we able a number, to, for, just to find a lawyer that you can afford to pay to represent you. Yeah. The, the whole thing is overwhelming. I, I'm amazed at um, how you came through that so well. It just is amazing to me. I think it's interesting because um, one of the things that I've heard you say is that sometimes the worst thing turns out to be the best thing. So talk to me a little bit about what you mean by that.
2: Um, I don't think I realized at the time when um i was especially near the last in the last couple years of my marriage when there were things coming out that i had been unaware of before that i was really in a that i was not in a healthy situation
0: yeah
2: and that that there were things going on that i was under so much pressure all the time and and had to keep a lot of things secret and yeah. and um that Later on, I was able to see, and I remember someone coming up to me at a retreat, and, and she was very apologetic when she said this. She says, I want to apologize in advance if this is in any way offensive to you, but Aww. I feel like God is put this on my heart to tell you. And uh, she says, but I feel like perhaps God might have rescued you from something
0: Aww. by having your marriage
2: end. And years later, I thought, I think she was right I, wow. also, I, I found myself thriving in ways that I hadn't been able to before I mean not that my husband was a terrible per- I, mean, I don't want to at all dishonor him or, or make it sound like I so he was horrible he got took me away from that you know it was just it was a um but it was just an unhealthy situation and and I and I used to struggle with a lot of depression and and it's I struggle with less of that now that I've been able to work through a lot of the thing, a lot of the things that were that were going on, and 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 just um, and and we, we know like, there were a lot of financial struggles, or a lot. It just I could could go on. There's so much. On and on. But there was had,
1: there was, but, we're we're down we're almost to the break. So not to interrupt, but just to say. We'll be right back. So stay with us. I really want you to hear what Jeanette has to say. When we come back, we're going to talk about not only can it be good again, but it can be better. And that's that's what I really want my listening friends to get to hear. You can find more on JeanetteHanscom.com or KathyCrafty.com.
0: We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shembone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. in the next house over is a grocery store.
1: Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F is in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here.
2: My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom
0: feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet.
1: Hey, we're talking with Jeanette Hanscom, and you can find her stuff on JeanetteHanscom.com, H-A-N-S-C-O-M-E. And if you're on my, I hope you're a subscriber to my blog, and if you are, there'll be a blog about, that matches this, that makes it really easy to find all of the two podcasts Jeanette and I've done together, and one is called Suddenly Single Mom, and I'm not sure what we're going to call this one, I, I have to give this some thought, but... What I want you to know is I did two other sets about divorce with some very amazing experts. One of them was my friend Darlene Marshall, who is one of the best Bible teachers I've ever sat under. And Darlene talked about what it what it is like to realize that your husband has mental health issues and you have to have safety for your children. And she was able to do that with so much dignity and kindness toward her dear husband, ex-husband. So, uh, that's Darlene, though. She would do that that way. And then Sandra Beck also came on the show and talked about how, how you need to think when your husband is abusing you and what that could look like and how to get free of that. So, both of those women are amazing women that God uses every day in exponential ways. So, Jeanette, you are not my only friend who is a divorced woman that God is using in a hugely mighty way. Thank
2: you. There's, I hope I'm not. Uh, I hope there are others out there too.
1: Oh, there are so many women that come out of a divorce and it's like God has just freed them. So. Let me let me just begin with this thought cuz you sent this to me and I thought that's exactly when I was when Dave and I were just struggling to get the marriage thing right and it wasn't working for either one of us very well. And this is what I thought was oh if I get divorced I, I can't even imagine what that'll be like. I don't that's not the life I had planned. And you you said this to me. One thing I always tell women who are going through a divorce is your life will be good again. And I, I that just hit me like an arrow to my heart, Jeanette. I know there are people listening that are wondering that. So I really want you to talk to us a little bit about how, okay, and I've got this great quote from page 83. So let me read that because um, I really want you to talk about this. Experiencing divorce firsthand has equipped me to model His grace in the future. I understand that each broken marriage had a unique story behind it that only God knew all the details of. Right. Yeah, I mean, I love that quote. So talk to us a little bit about modeling grace in the church and what that means to have a normal, good life after divorce.
2: Well I think that um for me it it um, you know because my my divorce also um, forced me into bankruptcy wow and we and we lost we had to walk away from our home and my young i mean it's like it was just a loss upon loss upon loss and so it was and looking at that and thinking my life is is just it looked like a shambled, just a mess of of Things that I had expected that didn't happen and, and, you know, all your dreams are gone. And, yeah. and the things that represent it are, you know, like your house and, and your, you know, yeah. your church family. You have to walk away from all those things and you think my life is never going to look, it not only doesn't look like I Thought it was good. Like uh, a friend and I often say, "This doesn't look like the picture on the box. (laughs) 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 It doesn't look like it was supposed to." And so we start to think it's never going to be good again because it doesn't look like what we expected. Right. And and then when it it it, for me, it required actually moving, being forced to move, Mm. and rebuild my life, and my and move in with my parents and find a new church home. And as I started making new friends and God started opening up new ministry opportunities, I started thinking, wow, it's, my life really is, it's not the same. Our life is really never going to be the same. And, but it's, but it's good. I like my life. I, I have a new set of friends. I had wonderful friends before, but I have wonderful friends now that are different. And, and that I, I think that when we, um, and it also, Oh, showed me how I didn't realize that I could be judgmental of people of people who Mm. are going through divorces until I was going through one. And like, Mm. oh, I think I might have at one time judged someone in this situation. I didn't realize that every divorce has a story behind it, and we usually have about two percent of the information. Right. And 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 a lot of the information is maybe not our business. Yes. And, or they're not willing, yes. to, they're not ready to share yet. It's going to come yes. out late. There's a reason why they can't share. And, and that, you know, we put out these, we throw out these blanket statements. Like, well, it takes two people to mess up a marriage. is like, well, it actually, take, you know, not always. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's not, right. we, I try so, so hard now not to throw out blanket statements and to, um, Look at a person's life and go, oh wow! You know, it's, it's like it's ruined. Like, no, it, it actually, you know, sometimes something needs, sometimes something needs to be ruined in order for us to have something else that God um, planned for us. I mean, not that love- He planned for, you know, I, He plans, he, he destroys the marriage so that He can, so that He right. can rebuild it. It's just, you know, He can take something that just got destroyed. Um, due to no choice, no fault of our own, you know, we didn't, or even if, even for those who, you know, if we did contribute, it, it, God can take it and turn it into something that's just as beautiful, maybe even more beautiful, maybe even opening opportunities that we never would have had otherwise, and I think for me that's the most amazing part, it's like I would never have expected to be ministering to women who are going through divorces. Or, or for women whose lives just are feel like they're a shambles. I, and it's it's a privilege to be able to do that. Yeah, I think I think
1: for me, one of the and and this fits perfectly is complementary to what you're saying. Once I got to the place which I could, it was hard to get there, but once I got to the place where I could talk about my abortion out loud, mm-hmm. and then many more years before I could talk about it in public and speak to it to that topic, you know, I just. Or especially for, at first, I just felt like I was going to vomit if the word even came up. So, there there is a whole process of healing that has to happen, even if the even if the the pain is self inflicted. So, um, but having compassion toward each other and toward others is one of the beautiful things about being human. And about knowing, like, it's so easy for me to say now to people, you know, Jesus' blood covers this, because <laughs> really this is nothing compared to some of the things that's covered on my behalf. Yeah, <laughs> It's just like, I don't know, it puts life in perspective when you finally get to the place where you know the worst thing you've ever done, the, the, the most difficult things people have ever imposed on you, those are still covered by Jesus' blood. They just are. His blood is that powerful. Right. So I. Uh, but it is hard to get there that is not a something i say lightly or no it's, it's
2: a long process and mm-hmm. and and i think that that that's, that was surprising to me is there, there are even still days when i think if i'd known how long it was going to take to get to this yes. point then um, i'm not sure i would have signed up you know it's right. but but it's but, but then if we're willing to, to go through that long process then i don't know it's it's, it's it's always it's worth it. It's it, and I think that when we're supporting someone through something like a divorce or anything different, difficult. I've one thing I've learned is the importance of giving them space to mm. do what they need in their own timing. Yes.
1: I love that. That's such great advice. I want to focus on just one thing real quick here because I think it's so important. One of the things you sent to me in an email was this idea. I never expected this, but I can honestly say that my life is not only good, it is actually better.
2: Yeah, it, it, it is. There are certain pressures that I no longer have. i have I've not as prone to keep secrets that shouldn't be kept or try to pretend like things mm-hmm. are better than they really are. I love it. And um I had to completely re- re- rebuild my life financially and and so it, it I I was forced to become I mean, I always, I always thought I was financially responsible, but I had to be even more financially responsible. Mm. And so it taught me skills that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it's, like I said before, it's opened up areas of ministry and also I think made me braver. And so I'm doing things that I would have been afraid to do before. Again, like in, a, um, in a September, I'm going on my first trip overseas. A friend and I are going to the U.K.,
1: I can't wait for and you. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Flying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so ha- happy you're getting to do that. I think it's so cool. Well, I, I just want you to know I'm so proud of you. I am so proud to be able to present you to f- people that I know and love, and that are listening in today. You you really do have such a beautiful story. I hope they'll go and and find that podcast we did called Suddenly Single Mom. I don't know. I want to call this one Victory in Jesus, but I think that might be taken. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's taken by him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we'll find a good title for this one, but but I really want people to understand: you just live the dream; you are living the dream. So we have about two minutes, and I really want you to have the chance to summarize your wisdom for people. If you had one thing you could just shout out in the universe, what would you say to women who might be facing a divorce, or or have a friend who is? <sighs>
2: I would say, um, if, if for someone who's going through divorce, I would say this, this is not the end of your story. Yeah. That things, parts of your story are falling apart, but it's not the end. That it's the beginning of a new story.
1: I love it. And really, it's just a portion of what's happening in your life. There's so much to life. Right. Um,
2: and God will, and it's, you know, it's, we have no idea what God's doing behind behind the scenes, and eventually that will become clear.
1: Wow, that's so beautiful. I love that. I, I hope everybody will hold that thought, especially the part of there's more to the story, and, and that he, God is in the business of redemption, and He is in the business of resurrection, and that, that is what He does in our lives. He gives us these beautiful second, third, fourth, fifth chances.
2: Right, so I, and... Yeah, and we, and we can and as people who are going helping someone through a difficult a, a divorce, we can be part of that story.
1: I love it. That's such a great way to end. Thank you so much for that, Jeanette. I love it. We can be part of the story. Don't forget, she said that, and you can find more of what Jeanette has to say at JeanetteHanscom.com, and you can look for my blog about her or the other podcasts we've done on divorce, at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor. E as in Edward.com truth with a Texas twang spoken here.
0: for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh.